The Nova Guest List Podcast with Kieran McGuinness. The very best in indie, alternative, and homegrown music from the seriously addictive Radio Nova. Yeah, and that is Sorka Richardson and Archie on Radio Nova. And uh, we're very, very lucky because we have Sorka Richardson on the phone right now. And Sorka is chilling out at home tonight because she has been sleeping in a camper van for the last five weeks. <laughs> and we're talking to her because she's just gone top five, uh, number one in the Irish Independent Charts with her brand new album, Smiling Like an Idiot. How are you getting on, Sorka? I'm very well. How are you doing? Good. You're, you're, um, you're trying to, you know, relax and acclimatise after, uh, <laughs> after your week. Yeah, I'm trying to put myself back together. We went, we, me and three of my pals rented a camper van for the week and drove all over the country and played like little pop-up shows selling albums and stuff which was so much fun but uh, I'd never done the camper van thing before and I think after a week of that I just yeah, I'm a bit like a bit broken I need to put myself back together but but I'm very happy we had to use a lot of duct tape over the week <laughs> to kind of keep our camper van together but we got there in the end well, um, uh, well, thank thank you for for surviving all that to chat to us tonight. So the new album is smiling like an idiot. As we said, it just got top five, number one in the independent charts. Let's just say number one in the independent charts sounds much better. <laughs> yeah, that, that's yeah. the one that matters. Yeah, um, it sounds better than four. Number four, doesn't it? And it's a brilliant, uh, it's a brilliant album. Really great listen. It's kind of very melodic and poppy in a lot of. Uh, is poppy okay? Uh, very melodic yeah. and kind of poppy and and just pleasurable to listen to. Uh, there's a kind of melancholy there. And also, I think there's lots of there's lots of love in there, and there's lots of intimacy and unrequited love and stuff. It must be fantastic to have it out. It is like it's just you know you work on something for so long, and then even after it's finished, there's a really it feels like a never ending process of like getting all the videos done and the artwork, and when you actually get to the point of like oh my god, it's coming out on Friday, it's it kind of feels like a huge relief or something. Hmm. Oh yeah, it's just nice because also for ages people are you're kind of talking about the album, but no one has heard the song, so they don't actually really know what you're talking about. Um, or like we've been playing some of them live over the summer at festivals, which has been really fun. But now, like obviously with the shows coming up, we can play people will know the songs and things like that. So it's just I always feel very. I mean, it's only the second time in my life that I've put an album out, and it's it's you know it's it takes a lot of work to to get it there. So I always feel very proud of myself when we actually get to the end of the finish line. Yeah, I've just I've just finished an album, and uh, are you doing that thing? I'm I'm sending people like WhatsApps of the uh, songs. I'm like, hey, just uh, what do you think of this one? Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 a weird thing. I try for my own like head. I always try to not show it to too many people after I finish it for a while because I think I'm like kind of vulnerable, and I am very get very affected by other people's opinions about it. You know. Mm. And then when I'm like, okay, I feel good about this, then I'll show it to people. And then if they react kind of with a little bit of indifference, I it, I don't it doesn't sting quite as much. Yeah, yeah. So uh, one of the things that I felt about this, maybe you agree, maybe you don't. It was a kind of a through line from the first album. Um, it was a kind of a um, on the same songwriting style, but like developed. But the production and I think the kind of delivery of it is a, is a that's where the biggest change is. Would you agree with that or no? Yeah. Definitely. Like, I wasn't overthinking the songwriting too much, and I wasn't, I wasn't like, okay, album two, I need to change the way I write. Like, if I think unless you have like a very clear concept or something, and you want to write to that, I write and I see what I say. <laughs> Do you know mm. what I mean? But yeah, so I think like in terms of the songwriting, it's, it's it's a very similar style to my first album. But I do think the production is 
I think it's quite a bit different. Um, mm. It's much, kind of a bigger sound, much more textured. Probably, I feel like we experimented quite a bit more in the studio and we kind of said yes to certain ideas that I might have been apprehensive about doing the first time around. Um, but it definitely, to me, feels like the, the production and the arrangements are quite a bit bigger and fuller and more maybe cinematic than my first album. Uh, that, that was one of the notes I made. I thought that for me, a lot of your writing is two things. It's descriptive and visual and it's kind of emotional. Those two things kind of marry together and they make a lot of sword yeah. and songs for me. And I was thinking it was cinematic, but then I was thinking it's not cinematic. It's more intimate than that. And then I was thinking it's like television. And it's funny because the word television <laughs> appears across the album. Yeah, it does. Yeah, and so I kind of feel like that's where it sits. It's much more in people's homes, in people's sitting rooms than it is a place you go to every week. I know that sounds like a strange metaphor. Uh, but No, that's actually, I've n- I never really thought about that. I never kind of, these are things that I don't necessarily notice about my own music, but now that you've said that, I think that makes a lot of sense. Because I think a lot of the songs exist in a very intimate space between two people hmm. and like in a sort of secret world between two people. And so that feels like it happens behind closed doors. So I think the television actually, yeah, it sounds maybe it's more like TV. It's like Saturday night TV more so than it is a big blockbuster film. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like a game show on a Saturday night right in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, uh, there's a kind of a good balance, I think, across the album of, you know, strip back stuff like um, uh, 525, which kind of fits beside the more bigger stuff like I think Stalemate is just, I don't know if that's going to be a single, but it feels like the next single and yeah. and things like that. Was it the kind of thing where you wrote the songs and said, OK, what do I, what do I, what is it missing? What do I need to have? Do you know what I mean? Like the, the, the choosing of the tracks. How did that go? That's yeah, a simpler I, way of saying I it. I had, I had probably had twice. I could have made two albums. I had that many songs done or sort of written, sketched out by the time I came to record it. And so there were some that just seemed like they f- they fit together in a way that made a full album, like the listening experience of a full album, more enjoyable or or more dynamic or something. Hmm. Sometimes you, you might have like two or three songs that feel like they occupy the same space. And so I left a couple off just because I felt like they were weaker versions of other songs that I had already written. Um or it was the same song from the same perspective or something. And then there's other songs that, like, I, I was sort of trying to figure them out as we went. You know, like Archie, for example, that really <laughs> lived many lives before it kind of found its true identity. So I, I've, I picked the songs and then tried to arrange them as best I could to suit the songs. And then once that was done, kind of... I mean, track listing, I, I don't know how you feel, but, like... That feels like a real puzzle to me. And it affects so, like, it really affects how people hear the album too. Mm. Uh, um, well, I, I actually, <laughs> I have a really fixed idea about track, track listening. And it's not one that everyone thinks, but I really do split things in, into A and B sides. I have a big yeah. moment at the end of A and then I try and have a re-entry on the start of B and then an end on B, you know, two starts, two ends, because I often feel like there's mo- there's a couple of songs that could be great starters and great enders. But we're going to play a song now. We're going to play Spotlight Television, which uh, I really, I think is a great song in the album. It sounds like it's about kind of looking forward, but it sounds like it's about uh, unrequited love. Can you tell us briefly about this before we play it? Yes. What did I say about this song? <laughs> this is probably my favourite song on the album, actually. I, you um, can't say that. You can't, that's, you can't, why? you can't say that. That's, <laughs> well, I am. <laughs> 
There's like people, that's a question that people ask me all the time, and I find I find it so hard to say about my laptop. But this one, like I just this one, I just feel very proud of, and I I think it. I don't know. <laughs> it is my it is my favorite one. Well, that's um, that, that that's enough to say. It's a great song, Spotlight okay. Television. <laughs> uh, Sorka, thank you so much for chatting to us here tonight, and best of luck with the album. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, let's play it. This is Spotlight Television from Smiling Like an Idiot by Sorka Richardson. It's Radio Nova. The Nova Guest List Podcast with Kieran McGuinness. The very best in indie, alternative and homegrown music from the seriously addictive Radio Nova.